It is uh, Thursday, the 24th day of 2022, and as has been uh, mostly constant for the case, uh, been the case, I should say, for at least the last, I don't know, what, 75 years or so, Russia is at it again. This time it's uh, the stalemate over two regions of neighboring Ukraine which uh, Vlad Putin has deemed to be entirely Russian. It's interesting. Uh, I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that um, I find these egotistical rulers to be interesting studies, but in this particular case, in most particular cases, Putin is an interesting cat, a different sort of cat. He seems to be clever enough to know how to employ folks that'll do his bidding and generally make a menace out of what could probably be a pretty nice country for the most part. Who knows? Because it's never been, right? It's never been like a first world country, right? Tons of resources, tons of people. It should be better. However, it's not. It's only better for the top, you know, 0.00001%. Uh, And the Russian people, they don't know any better for the most part because he's got a pretty good lid on outside information. Feeds them a steady diet of classic propaganda. This time, though, he's managed to uh, somehow convince a rather substantial portion of the American public and the American media that he's he's not really a bad guy, but that it's really it's Joe Biden and the Democrats' fault for all of this. Well, I mean, of course it is. It's the prevailing conversation because the Democrats are so bad at just, you know, deflecting bullshit. Like they just can't do it. It's impossible. So busy about just being right and righteous that they can't, they can't come out and be like, hey, fuck you. (laughs) Like you're full of shit. Tucker Carlson the other night is on Fox News and basically deifying Putin having to wipe his chin clean after mentally filleting him throughout the course of his show. So what we're doing is we're making things infinitely easier for Putin because Joe and the Dems don't want to start a war, which is what most rational, forward-thinking people want. And the other side seems to think that starting one will somehow be beneficial for America. It's batshit crazy logic. It really is, and it's that kind of logic That'll give Putin a big head and make him do something even crazier than just, you know, take a couple of uh, provinces of Ukraine. Which is probably what Tucker wants. And fuck, I hate politics. I fucking hate them. That's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room. When he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe.
Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Seriously, I, I hate fucking politics. And it's just getting worse. And the problem is, it's the kind of thing that it, it provides content. So you talk about it. And uh, it just, it pains me to no end that uh, it's, it's, it's relevant content, which is the other problem. It's just that I, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. Yet here I am talking about it way too much. I got to put a cap on it. I have to because it, it just it, it eats away. At, just same thing. Like I have to put a cap on like spending so much time on social media because I do. I spend too much time on there. Got to put a fucking cap on it. I don't know how. But I don't know. But I mean, with politics, it's an entirely no win uh, situation these days. Because saying saying the wrong thing to the wrong person can make shit go off the rails. And not because not because you're making a coherent argument or not because your points uh, are being sort of, um, I don't know, taken, not, not taken out of context, but it's just that some people are so, um, so into their beliefs that they won't uh, hear the other side. So case in point, uh, Tuesday night I had drinks with a couple of old chums from my past employer. Um, all in all, an excellent evening. Um, we regaled each other with stories of past co-workers, various goings-on with this one and that one, remembering other times gone by. It was honestly, it was a, a much-needed uh, visit. It was, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Good, good conversation. It was good adult male conversation. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> um, however, at one point in the evening, uh, a story was shared about a friend of a friend of one of my friends here, uh, going completely bonkers over a, a politically charged social media debate. And in the end, it, it turns out that this dildo started making uh, threats, veiled or otherwise, in response to other threats, veiled or otherwise, that was all started with a differing political opinion. Because you can never be wrong in these discussions. Instead of just sort of taking a... I don't want to say taking an L because it's not entirely accurate, but maybe it is. I don't know. It's just what benefit is there to your life if you disagree with somebody's political opinion? Or what, what negative impact on your life is caused by someone's political opinion? Nothing. It's just how you respond to it is the, you know, the part that really fucks with you. If you respond to it in a shitty way, well, now that person has won. And so both sides in this particular story and particular argument were, were in the wrong. 
And mainly that's because both sides were so entrenched in their thinking where the bulk of their personalities are so tied up into their particular political beliefs that it's nearly impossible to hear dissenting arguments. You can't debate anymore. Remember, like back in the day, debates, whoa. Those are gone out the window. It, you cannot have uh, a you, you can't have a debate that ends with a handshake. You know what I mean? It, it just it's it doesn't happen. Everything is you're mad about everything. Everything has to be a fucking fight. Neither side takes a nanosecond to consider or even hear what the other side is saying. And that, you know, the other side is just simply wrong. You, there's no way that you can be right about this, you know, and especially when when it's a relatively, like, clear-cut thing. Like, if one side is very obviously being a bag of shit, and I say that, you know, because obviously everyone that agrees when I say that this person's being a bag of shit, is that happens all the time, right? No. But it got me and it got us thinking because we had been, we went off topic and I think I have found a comparable group to these particular dotards in there. Uh, they're never wrong. Their opinion is the only one that matters. They'll never budge from their stance. Fish fans. Fish fans. I'm only mad at myself for not putting two and two together years ago because... I've had this feeling about fish fans for a long time. Not all, just most. If you've met a fish fan, you know um, how they feel. If you've met like a real, like a serious fish fan, then you can you can literally see it, maybe even smell it. Yep, that's right. That was a terrible fish-related joke. Because they don't wash themselves. Yep. Um, but you know that, you know, in, they may not be like deeply attached to the culture like they once were. Because they probably just grew up. But, you know, if, if you mention fish or a fish comes up, suddenly the guard goes up. You know, the haunches. On their haunches. Right in a fucking fight. Maybe they even put up their dukes. You know, their dukes. Old, old-timey boxing, just ready to punch you in the face if you say something about fish. But then the conversation, you know, morphs and progresses, and suddenly you're hearing about Mike Gordon's detailed base arrangements and how, uh, you know, the best tape show moment ever was Providence 94, when they did a fucking 35-minute jam of some Bowie song with that guitar solo you heard one time but didn't know who it was. Said it was pretty good, only for your friend to say, ha, fucker, that was Trey Anastasio, and suddenly, and then you, you hear about it for the next fucking decade and a half. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve didn't really say, ha, fucker, but uh, he did revel. He reveled then... And he still revels now at how I said it was a good solo, even though I think Fish stinks. Caught me off guard, that fucker. 
it was a good solo. What can I say? It's a good solo, but the band still stinks. And so it's just so ingrained into their personalities that a lot of times, not every time, but, you know, people just don't want to be around them anymore. Years ago, many, many moons, I worked, uh, managed a strawberries. And uh, when I got to this particular location, uh, there was a fish fan who worked at the store. And the fish fan liked to play fish on the, uh, the loudspeaker. And uh, said fish fan would get very angry if you tried to change fish at any time while they were on their shift. Now, this was just a standard hourly employee, myself, uh, big time um, store manager of this particular location, made it quite clear that I was not going to be listening to fish uh, while I was suffering in a retail job. Uh, So what happened to this fish fan? Well, I changed the fish one time when I got into the store. I made it very clear. Look, just we can't play fish. We just can't. I, I, you know, I lied and said it was a corporate rule. I said, no, corporate doesn't let us play our own music. So uh, we have to play the store provided compact discs with all the various new, uh, newly signed talent or just new, new release talent, basically, that they would provide us on a uh, quarterly basis. So there are a bunch of songs that I shouldn't like, uh, and I really don't, but I know every word to the fucking song because I heard it incessantly. Anyways, Fish Guy up and quit one day. Took the fucking CD out of the thing. I said, dude, you can't you can't play this. All right, cool, man. And literally just grabbed his shit and walked out the door. Quit over Fish. Not that surprising in the end. And quite frankly, I was relieved. Because I didn't want to have to fire this kid because he was... Like, I didn't want to have to write him up. Like, like think of that write-up. Like, oh, why'd you get in trouble at work? Oh, well, you know, I was listening to fish. So whether it's, like, uh, you know, political or having to hear about that fucking bathtub gin song... None of it is valuable to the vast majority of the population. Nobody needs to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. So please, uh, shut the fuck up. Tuesday was the 22nd day of February. Or, you know, if you want to put it... No, no, that's right. But, you know, if you you write it in the European style, so 22 slash 2 slash 22. Because here in America, we have to do everything backward. Anywho, uh, big day yesterday, or, or Tuesday, I should say, for the uh, numerologists. Saying that because of this day, like all kinds of... All kinds of good shit were going to happen if you, like, just manifest your thoughts. You can, uh, you know, make things happen. Make things come true because of the date being uh, numerically significant to some. So, no, I didn't manifest anything. I don't need a special date to think of shit I want my life to become. 
nor should anybody else for that reason. Plus, I was busy manifesting my fat ass working at a job that I don't particularly love. In other words, I had no time to manifest shit. Some of us live in the real world, not this metaphysical bullshit where I weave tales about supposedly magical numbers. Oh, it hasn't happened since July 4th, 1776. And you know what happened that day? Yeah, a bunch of self-righteous elitists with bad teeth and little regard for anyone not white finally got together and eventually called John Hancock a prick for not having any spatial awareness. Who fucking cares? Numerologists. It's just silly. It, honestly, it's just fucking silly. I'm done with that. I'm happy to say that I have multiple voicemails to share. Multiple. Two from a uh, friend of the show, loyal voicemail lever, uh, Andrew. And then uh, a third one from uh, another friend of the show, uh, Donnie Washburn of The Quiet Violent. Expect new music from The Quiet Violent soon. Soon. First up, though, we have two from Andrew, so I'm going to play them one at a time. Uh, as usual, Andrew's a bit long-winded, and that's what makes them funny. Uh, all right, so check it out. Hey, Dave. Uh, this is Andrew again. Um, I listened to this episode this past week. It was pretty good. Um, not just saying that because I was featured on it, but um, I had another updated complaint. Um, not that I've ever experienced this because I haven't lived in Boston, thankfully. But um, one of my complaints is that, uh, like, the uh, atrocity that is space-saving, um, like I said, I haven't experienced it firsthand, but just seeing it on, like, uh, social media where people think, like, because they shoveled out a spot, like, that, you know, I get the basic construct of that idea. Like, it's like you dig it out, you earn the spot, okay. You know, that basically leaves you at a point where you should be upset if someone steals it. And I think it doesn't go any further than that. And the complaint I have is for people who, like, you know, I've seen posts where uh, people have got their spots stolen. And so, theoretically, they've taken the time to find another spot. And then they go to their house. They print out the ordinances based on like um how there's like a 48 hour rule or something like that but then they go through the trouble of printing that out and then melting chocolate as well and then pasting the melted chocolate on the person's car who stole their spot and then like using that as adhesive to put like the ordinances on the fucking car and, like, I've also seen egging cars and stuff like that. And it just seems a little bit, like, excessive to me. Um, you know, even in my area, like, you know, snore, snow emergency. Ooh, there we go. Um, <laughs> snow emergency aside, I've had my spot stolen at my apartment complex, like, because there's a bar across the street. And I'm like... Uh, that's wicked annoying, but I'm never like, yo, let me fucking deface this car. Like, it just seems so childish to me, and 
Um, yeah, so I guess that's the complaint, like, that um, I get why people are mad and stuff, but I don't think it's, like, something to escalate beyond um, mad. Like, I'm, you know, if it were me living in Boston, I think I would just fucking, I live in Quincy, so, like, I'm pretty close and I get, like, the hustle and bustle and all that shit, but I'm, like, why don't you just fucking go park somewhere else, like, or shovel out your own place? Like, I feel like all of that time would take a lot less. Hey, David, it's Andrew again. I guess I was going on longer than I thought I was, but, yeah, I just think, like, you know, people, you know, I don't think I would escalate to that, and I don't think if, like, you're a fucking rational adult, like, you should be investing that much time into your parking space, like, what is it, you know, like, how is it when there isn't snow, like, just because you parked there, like, you think you own that spot, like, come on, like, quit being a child, and anyways, another quick side bit, I just listened to this thing about the Varian Brothers High School and Black History Month, and, um, I guess they, like, they were like, yeah, we're trying to remind everybody about fucking Black History Month, so that's why we made fried chicken, as, like, our recipe for this, like, week, like, for our school lunch, and that's a whole other can of worms, but I would like to hear what you have to say about that and how stupid it is. I guess my complaint is, like, you know, like, school full of, like, just, you know, pretentious white dudes, like, how did you think that was going to go for you? Anyways, love the podcast. Keep it going. Never stop. I love you. Bye. Bravo, as always, Andrew. Holy fuck. I thought it was two different ones, and then when I listed, it was, it was you know, the second was a continuation of the first. So <laughs> two dynamite points. But <clears throat> the big one, obviously, is his space-saving thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that I, I've never lived in Boston, so I don't know the particulars. Like Andrew, I did. I lived in North Quincy for about four years, right, on a dead end road that rarely got plowed um, until like you know a week after it fucking snowed. So I was a bit lucky there, where you know I would park across the street from my house, and then uh, most of the other people had driveway access. So if I shoveled out a spot, typically. I would be good with that spot for at least a couple of days. I uh, wouldn't have to put like a, you know, half a mannequin or a fucking high chair or some bullshit so that somebody didn't park there. <clears throat> um, but look, there was a time where I shoveled out a spot in front of my house, um, left to go to work, came back, and somebody had fucking parked there. So it's like, fuck. So I had to park at the end of the street. Uh, there was a parking lot at the end of the street. I had to park there and then walk. It wasn't that far, but still. Uh, it was annoying. But I think the bigger... The overarching uh, overarching issue here is... Being such a fucking child... That you need to defend your shoveled-out parking space. How big of a space are we talking anyway? How? I mean, I... I'm not going to pretend to know anything about the dimensions of a car because I'm an idiot. I can't do quick math. What's like nine feet long? I don't know. Nine by six or something? I don't fucking know. 
terrible with numbers, okay? Just fuck off. So you've shoveled out that 54-square-foot space. <clears throat> you have shoveled that out, and now you are going to defend it as if it was like Castle Grayskull or something, and you're you're making a stand and making sure that uh, nobody takes it by putting, you know, a high chair or, you know, an old TV or whatever bullshit. And so somebody parks there and you get all fucking pissed off. And like Andrew said, that you, you literally can print out the fucking ordinance and, and leave it on the car, which is an incredibly stupid thing to do. And it makes me wonder, all these news stories and social media things that you see, I would gather that it's all from Southie because everybody that lives in Southie literally is still a child. Not everyone, just most. So the people that, you know, uh, if I can have melted chocolate, eggs, shaving cream, bologna, because somebody stole your parking space. That's not yours. It's just that you, your labor went into removing your vehicle from that particular area. And so now you're mad. You're so mad, in fact, that as Andrew said, you're going to you're going to commit so much time and effort into doing all of these things as, as a means to get back, to get even, to have your revenge on this car that somebody left there. So instead of just sort of getting over it after, you know, a, a few minutes of, you know, angry, uh, um, you know, reflection, and, and God forbid you, I don't know, knock on a door. Hey, is this your car? Listen, man, I shoveled that space out. Um, you know, it'd be awesome if I could get it back just for tonight. You know, if you want to do it to, you know, you can call that a very passive uh, sort of reaction. But, you know, it, it, I could also call it being an adult where you, uh, you, you try to solve the problem without being a fucking raging asshole or try to solve the problem without then committing a minor felony. It's probably not a felony. It's more of a misdemeanor. When you when you start fucking vandalizing vehicles, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. You know? Because if you ever get caught, if you're ever found out, you're fucked. You're fucked. Because you got to pay for the fucking car to be cleaned. Imagine you, you start, you take two dozen eggs and put it on somebody's fucking car and it freezes. Then what? You're fucked. Baloney. Baloney will put that that's an old, you know, Halloween prank for us suburbanites. Baloney in a car. It just leaves, you know, a circle. <laughs> fucking eats away. I don't know if it still does or not, but it used to eat away at the fucking paint. You're fucked. <clears throat> Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you can be mad, and you're well within your rights to be upset. But at the same time, you can't, you can't stew. And as I said earlier when I was talking about politics, it's all about your reaction to the situation. You can either be a fucking raging douchebag, you know, and, and spend who knows how much time plotting revenge, or you can build a bridge. And get over it. Which is which is the right thing to do? Which is the easier thing to do? They're both the same, and it's the latter. 
You know, you're going to be inconvenienced. No doubt about it. But I think it's better than the alternative, which is to then waste precious time plotting revenge. I actually wrote down revenge the other day as a topic for the show, and I can't remember why it's bothering me. Andrew's second point about uh, Zaverian Brothers High School in their Black History Month. <sighs> you know, you would think that um, the administration of a private school that's raking in who knows how much money and is uh, based in religion, teaching religion, would be um, somewhat more intelligent than to put, uh, you know, fried chicken on the menu for a week or, or whatever. Just grill the chicken. If you want the chicken, grill it. Why do you have to be so fucking, even if it's accidentally racist, like, just be smart. Be fucking smart. That's it. It's not, it's not that fucking difficult. And I'm not going to go around here and say, well, Zavarian Brothers High School, racist, because I don't fucking know. I don't know. You could call a religious institution a lot of fucking things, a lot of things, and racist could be one of them. I don't know if I would put it first on the list. It might be top five, top ten, somewhere in there. Um... Stupid would probably go ahead of it. And in this particular instance, it's like, what are you doing? Just, just. There are so many fucking things that could be avoided by taking two seconds to think them through. And that's one of them. And again, whether they meant it or not, the optics of these, especially nowadays, where the optics are fucking everything, everything. And if you're not smart enough to see that, well, then there's no hope for you. So I don't know who made that decision. I didn't really dive deep into it. I just thought it was fucking stupid uh, when I when I saw it. Uh, and it's this story is a couple weeks old now. But it's like, fuck, man. You know, take a second, step back, look at what you've done, reassess the situation, and then make the applicable change. Not hard. Unless, of course, you want it to be a piece of shit, in which case you're going to take the difficult path. It's funny how, you know, you can almost tie the two things together. Like uh, getting angry about your fucking parking space being snagged um, or, you know, being unintentionally or intentionally racist by serving fucking uh, fried chicken um, you know, uh, during Black History Month. It's just a matter of uh, taking a minute to think things through. That's all. That's it. Not difficult. Unless, of course, you're a fucking idiot, in which case you're screwed. Dave, Donnie, um... I'm calling about a, a relevant subject that happened a couple of weeks ago. I had attended my little cousin's hockey game 
out in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The game was North Atterbury High School versus Foxborough High School. Now, as a Mansfield High alumni for the hockey team, um, one thing that I was able to tune out was uh, the crowd noise uh, from at least the parent side. I enjoyed it from the student section for sure. It's where I focused primarily. But the parent side, uh, I saw something interesting at this game where very engaged parent crowd and uh you know it was it was interesting because um you know there was a couple it got chippy out there you know right right at the, right at the gate you know it was a back and forth game out, out from the start but uh the, the Foxborough uh team was so rattled by the North Attleboro parents that after the first period uh one of the players had came off the ice taunting the uh Foxborough parents grabbing their crotch, flipping them off, you know, the like. Um, some classics right there. But, um, you know, there was also a scene where, as, as you know, the, the games, you know, kept going, there was a scene from an old lady from the Foxborough side who had come over and started screaming at the North Attleboro parents as if they were disrespecting the goalie, which I don't know where that came out of. But then the North players are saying, hey, look, it's the – North crowd, that's the one that's getting everyone riled up. This Foxborough parent goes out and she tells the, tells the crowd to shut the fuck up. You drops an F-bomb and immediately the North, uh, the North crowd just has at it at this lady. Now what I'm trying to say is that I never experienced some of this, so I don't know what more embarrassing situation it could be as a player on the North Attleboro team to have to now exit the game knowing that their family could not handle themselves. Now, everyone should just, you know, honestly just watch the game. You know, if you're a parent, you know, let the student section be the rowdy one. But as a parent, I I couldn't, uh, I, 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 was, I, I was shocked. That's plain and simple. So I know that was a long ramble. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of get your take on this. And, uh, I hope you have an awesome rest of the day, Dave. Keep up the pod. Love it, as always. Donnie. Uh, Bravo, Donnie. Thank you so much. Uh, A topic near and dear to my heart, parents. Um, But in this particular instance, a um, typically well-known subset of parents, the hockey parents. If you Google hockey parents, like just hockey parents, the first, like, two pages are about shitty hockey parents. Like, what? The number two story from the New York Post, why hockey parents have become the most hysterical sports parents. Because they're all shit. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> they're not all shit. That's not true. It's just that there's a handful that ruin it. As with the case, uh, for most things, there's always, um, you know, a handful of of people or things that ruin it for everybody else. I tried to do a little digging to see if I could find like a, a video uh, of this game because I uh, I wanted to hear for myself like what the actual uh, yelling and screaming was about, uh, but couldn't find it. So who knows? Um, but you know his his point is good in, in that. It makes no fucking sense for the parents to to be the rowdy bunch when that's supposed to be the kids. The kids are there to be kids and be annoying and yell shit and 
taunt the opposing players. That's the whole point of them going to the game. It's not because they thoroughly love high school hockey, public high school hockey. It's slow. It is uh, not that great. The ice is nine times out of ten terrible. So, so, it, and it's every fucking uh, little podunk hockey rink is loud as hell. <laughs> it's just unbelievably loud. So back when I was in high school, uh, occasionally we would go to the um, uh, what the hell is the name of the place in Taunton? The Moakley, I think it was the Moakley Ice Arena. Um, you know, for for when the uh, the BR Trojans would would, uh, you know, skate and, and, and play games against a variety of old Colony League talent. Um, and we would just uh, taunt the other team. It was fun. It was a good time. And I don't, you know, thinking about it, I don't remember a lot of parents being at these things. Now that I think about it, geez. I mean, I, I remember specifically one time there were literally three of us in the crowd for this particular game. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, so, I mean, Donnie points out that obviously the uh, one set of parents got to the other, uh, got to the, to the team that they were, you know, uh, there to root against, um, you know, and you had parents yelling, dropping F-bombs and uh, at a high school hockey game. And then, you know, the rest of the crowd hammering said uh, angry fan. Again, it's just it it all these things sort of tie together. It's like your reaction to things and not taking a minute to sort of just mull things over. So the old lady who decided to tell everyone to shut the fuck up, had she not done that, it probably would have saved everyone a whole lot of aggravation, right? Because now you have, as he said, he's again, uh, I'm, what what's What's the more embarrassing situation? Is it for any of the players on the North Attleboro team and knowing that somebody in their family couldn't handle themselves? Or is it, you know, uh, the, the, the parents themselves? I mean, I'd venture a guess that it was uh, the players are far more embarrassed because they, they know full well that their parents are being fucking shitty people in front of uh, their teammates in front of the other parents, in front of the opposing team, in front of the opposing team's parents. And so, you know, then you get labeled, oh, your mom is that fucking twat that was yelling at the game. What fucking, what kid wants that? Nobody wants that. Don't be a twat. That's all. Chippy, chippy games are going to do that. They get the crowd riled up. But, I mean, there comes a point, especially if you're a parent. But, you know, we, we've talked about on the show multiple times the entire lack of self-awareness amongst that particular group of people. They're not self-aware. They're very self-absorbed. And they're very clueless. So the fact that this happened at a hockey game... And here's the other thing, too. The fact that it was, like, that it happened... Um, and it wasn't like widely reported, just goes to show that it is so like low and minor in terms of an incident when it comes to high school hockey. There was a guy the other night who got fucking tossed from the game by the ref. I, I wish I could remember where the fuck that was, but it was local. 
and and this parent got tossed from from the from the building by the ref because he was being such a fucking piece of shit. Fucking parents. I, I don't I don't get it. You know what sucks is that could be another t-shirt. I'm just gonna make a t-shirt that says I don't get it question mark or I don't get it ellipsis. Because nine times out of ten when I'm making a complaint or telling a story or, or making a point, it always ends with I just don't get it. And in this case, I just don't fucking get it. You know what time it is. It's getting close to the end of the show. Everybody's favorite time. And as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. I should do um, I should do a three gripes sounder in the style of pigs in space. Uh, if you're old enough to remember pigs in space, it was one of the funnier um, bits that they did on the old Muppet show. Pigs in space. It was Miss Piggy and uh, the two um, male pigs that were tertiary characters, uh, supposedly in space. And it was a fucking riot. It really was, it was hilarious. Stupid, but hilarious. Gripe number one, the fucking weather. So I said last week that I hate to be that guy that complains about the weather. I do. I, I hate that. I hate that about myself. But seriously, fuck this weather. Wednesday, it was literally 71 degrees outside of the broadcast palace. 71 degrees. That's insane. (laughs) It's fucking insane. It's the end of February. 71? Apparently that's not the record, by the way, which I find weird. But the absurdity of the whole thing is is laughable. Because there's going to be close to a 50-degree drop between Wednesday night and Thursday morning. 50. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then there's 5 to 8 inches of snow in the forecast for Friday. What? Mother Nature is out of her damn mind with this shit. I'm not really asking for much. I'm not asking for perfect weather. You know what I'm asking for? Consistency. It's February. It's supposed to be fucking cold. So it should be cold. That's it. These warm days are nothing but a giant cock tease. They shouldn't be followed by actual blue balls. You get it? Because it's so cold. Blue balls, cock tees. No, eh. I, you know I've never admitted to being super funny, so it was marginally clever. Okay, uh, grape number two: smoke detectors. This is one that I've likely talked about before because it seems to follow me around. Uh, Ever since I moved out of my house for the first time as a kid, 
say kid, I don't know, what was I, 22, something like that? It took a while before I left, and then went back, and then left, and then went back, and then finally left for good. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. Terrible. But I've come to the conclusion that smoke detectors only go off between the hours of 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. Why is that? Like, why can't one of these things fuck up at noon when I'm already wide awake? It sucks when I, you know, take my melatonin before bed and then an hour or so later I'm, you know, fucking rocked from my sleep by beep, beep, warning, warning, beep, beep. Because, you know, our third smoke detector in that particular location of the house has decided to go off again. So I get up, I stumble around, I'm in a fucking fog, like a literal fog. Because I don't know what the fuck's going on. All I hear is noise. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I jump out of bed in my fucking drawers. Try to get to wherever the fuck this, this thing is to, to pull it out of the goddamn ceiling. There was one time a few years ago. Um, middle of the night in, in this particular one just would not go off. And I was, you know, I was in a full-on fucking panic. I was in a panic. So what do I do? I pick up the phone and call my wife. Now, mind you, my wife was in like, I don't know whether she wasn't home. She was she was on the road. I, I want to say she was in like Buffalo or some shit. I don't know. And I call like, I can't get these turned off. What do I do? She's like, uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. So I'm like, all right, fucking goodbye. <laughs> uh one of my more embarrassing stories that I panicked and called my wife because I couldn't figure out why the fucking smoke detectors weren't weren't going off. Oh, man. And then when you finally get it figured out, you head back to bed and it takes an hour to fall asleep because your heart, your heart is pounding from the fucking adrenaline because when you jump up like that, it's it, you just you're all fucking fired up. It's like, what the fuck's going on? can't think straight you know you put your pants on backwards or you put a shirt on backwards or you you know you walk out with your pants on one leg or some dumb shit but i swear to god that's a built-in feature it's a built-in feature on these fucking things where you know there's some there's something in it where it says okay once this is about to die or if this isn't functioning properly uh it's scheduled to go off at 1 15 a.m And I will, you know, fight to the death anybody who says otherwise. Because no fucking way is that not the case. Follow me around. Maybe maybe I have like a, a spirit that just likes to fuck with me in my sleep occasionally. Whoop, haven't done that in a while. Let's set off a fucking smoke detector at 2 a.m. Fuck you, Dave. <sighs> Uh, gripe number three. Uh, another one that I've probably talked about before, I but you know, uh, liking and or disliking text messages. Uh, I'm bringing it up again only partially because I'm an old dummy who can't remember shit, and because I fucking hate the liking and disliking of text messages. 
you know, the whole point is that it's a it's a conversational medium, right? Like you're having a text-based conversation with whomever you're speaking to, okay? So in theory, if something is funny, you respond in kind. You say it's funny. Or you say, you know, ha, 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 multiple times with a couple of exclamation points because that's how people laugh. Ha, 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 ha. And then there's the uh, also marginally acceptable LOL, which, oof. If liking and disliking text messages didn't come along, I would be raging against the use of LOL. I could count on one hand how many times I've typed that in my life. LOL. Ugh. But look, this this liking and disliking thing, it's an Apple thing, okay? It's an iPhone thing. And all you Apple people just constantly get off on telling the non-Apple people uh, that you have an iPhone. And for the 8,000th time, no one fucking cares about uh, the brand of your phone, you fucking clowns. Seriously, build a bridge, get over it, then take a fucking swan dive off the side. I, had to, I was reading the other day about... Uh, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo, I'm saying it wrong, Giannis Antetokounmpo, there it is, nailed it, uh, got a ration of shit, because he was uh, at the All-Star game, and he's watching that putrid slam dunk contest, worst, they, somehow the NBA has managed to fuck up like one of the few very entertaining things that they've ever done. Uh, with this slam dunk contest. They've completely fucking botched it. And he was, so Giannis is taking pictures with his uh, Google Pixel 6. And I'm sure part of it is because he has a massive marketing deal with Google. Fine, whatever. But, it's, you know, you've got a bunch of people that are giving him shit because he's using this phone, because he's using this thing to take pictures. Now, if he was there with like a, uh, you know, a, a, a Canon Rebel 3 or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever the Andre Agassi uh, Canon Rebel uh, uh, camera. <laughs> uh, apparently that dude, Andre Agassi, complete fucking side. This sucks that it just popped in my head. Uh, he wore a fucking piece for years. He wore a piece while he was playing. He was fucking bald. Like, almost his entire tennis career, he wore a fucking piece. Like, a mullet wig. While he was playing, that had to have been unbelievably uncomfortable. And he was good. Anyway. So, if he's up there, if Giannis is up there taking pictures with an actual camera, people are going to shit on him because he's not using a Konica Minolta or whatever the fuck another camera brand is. I don't know. It's like, oh, did he hurt your little iPhone fifis because your favorite basketball player uses a different phone? Oh, wee. Honestly, I'm, I mean, I'm being no better than all of these clowns by saying this, but, you know, fuck it. Like, enough. Stop. Stop trying to, to make, like, having a different phone uh, a thing. Stop it. If somebody sends you a text message and it's a different color... Who gives a fuck? Let it go. Again, 
the the general overarching theme of this particular episode is to sort of take a minute, think it through. If you decide to be an asshole about somebody's phone, is that going to be good for you or bad for you? Is it going to make your life more difficult? Yes or no? The answer to those things uh, depends on what you decide to do. So if you want your life to be more difficult and if you want to be looked at as a prick, you'll tell the person who's texting in a different color that they're texting in a different color. Well, guess what? Now you are the asshole. Don't be that. Don't be that person. Stop for a second. Think. It does. It shouldn't take more than five seconds. Because nine times out of ten, your gut is telling you to do the exact opposite of what whatever it is that you did. Take a second. Think about it. Do the right thing. Boom. The more you know. I don't know if anybody gets that joke, but I do, and I like it. Uh, that's the end of this week's program. I hope you tolerated it. If you liked it, even better. But I'm being realistic. So I hope you tolerated it. I hope you got this far in the program. If you did, congratulations and thank you. A little bit less time than usual. Overall, not a shit episode. I thought this one wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Uh, And I hope you'll, um, as always, please tell your friends. Tell your friends about the show, about, um, you know, how insightful and enlightening this is and how um, it's the world's worst podcast. Do me a solid and tell your friends. Tell your moms. And then uh, go to the Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. Go to the Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. I also have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page, never done anything with it. I have a Twitch channel, never done anything with that. I got an email today from Spotify telling me I could do video uh, podcasting. It's like, why would I want to do that? Who wants to watch me do this show? I don't know. Probably nobody. Not the point. Not the point. I have a TikTok page at Complaints Talk. I was playing with that the other day because I had what I thought would be a funny TikTok video. And then by the time I got through trying to like edit and add sound and all this other shit, I was like, oh, fuck, I can't. I can't. I'm too old for this shit. It's not true. I'm not too old for it. I'm still technically in the demo. I'm only 43. And I'm pretty sure the demo, well, the demo probably ended at 35. If I 17 to 35, I don't know. I'm in a demo, right? Uh, what else do I have? Uh, I have a website, uh, complaintsandobservations.com. There is a blog on there that I typically would post something new every Friday. I did not last Friday, and, and I don't think I did the Friday prior. Oof, boy. But my writing is, is typically as bad as the show, so, you know, what's it matter? Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm basically going to use the Instagram uh, stories to, to run a poll in regards to a couple of ideas, specifically, first and foremost, the anti-attractive people uh, stance. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get any, any sort of uh, reaction there. Um, because I, 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 again, I need to do a little bit more work, a little bit more brainstorming on this because I am definitely anti-attractive people. Done with them. 
uh, I have a uh, I have a merch store uh, that you should check out. It is like it's uh, bonfire.com uh, slash store slash complaints, but you can find it um, if you go to my my uh, link tree, which is in all of my social pages. Um, you know, Instagram, Twitter. I don't think I have it on my website. Now that I think of it, oh, that is that sucks. Um, I have a nice fucking Trent Frederick T-shirt up there. I have a nice uh, Mac Jones T-shirt up there. I have a fairly clever golf T-shirt there. And then, you know, the various, um, you know, show, promotional show type stuff. I also have a coffee mug, you know, which is fucking terrible. That thing is ugly as hell. Uh, It's not good. (laughs) But, yeah, I should make more T-shirts. I find them funny. But honestly, that's it. So, again, thank you so very much for for listening and for indulging me. It means a lot. It's fun. I enjoy doing it. Um, I hope you get a laugh. Uh, I hope you've managed to maybe fall asleep. I heard that the other day. I I fell asleep listening to your last episode. Thank you. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. Um, Or, you know, maybe you can can listen to it while you're shoveling snow on Friday. But fuck snow. Um, that is it. So listen, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.